Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation comes from the Old Testament prophecy of Jeremiah, chapter 23, verses 16 through 21. 9. And serves as the basis of our theme for the 10th Sunday after Pentecost, condemning the false prophets. Oh, the internet is an interesting entity, is it not? You can do so much and so much damage at the same time. No doubt, most of us have taken advantage of email, social networking, sharing photos online, and of course, shopping. But did you know you could learn? I know, I know. You can learn a good things, and you can certainly be deceived by false information. Today, I would like you to consider the self-proclaimed internet expert. The self-published, self-certified, full of self-importance internet expert that gets their credentials from no one else but themselves. I actually saw a minister in Tampa this past week that made up a national accreditation certification so they could put it on their website as authoritative in all things theological. They say you can't make this stuff up, but this pastor literally did. So, Jeremiah's concern nearly 2,600 years ago is as contemporary as can be in our context today. Many say in our world today, in an effort to conserve the precious natural resources of our world, love your mother. As if she gave birth to us, and we should treat her as an adoring child that would depend on their mother for life. They walk away from biblical stewardship of the world that God created and make a new religion that does not worship God, but rather worships the earth. Hearkening back to Roman and Greek gods and goddesses, back to Syrophoenician creation epics, they are determined to occlude the proclamation of the one true God and emphasize myths and legends long before previously debunked. Even the Olympics, held in Greece one year, had the ridiculous worship of Greek gods once again coupled with the athletic competition of all the nations present. And no one seemed to blink an eye at the obvious collusion of religion and competition on the international scene. In chapter 2, verse 8, similarly, Jeremiah pointed out that the prophets were literally telling the people that the trees were their father and the stones were their creator. Fashioning mere wood and rocks into statues, placing them in shrines and convincing the people that the offerings made to them would give untold benefits and goodwill. And the people turned their back on their true creator, believing a simple but oft-repeated lie. With lying vision, worthless divination, and deception in their own minds, Jeremiah 14.14 14 tells us, the prophets were out of control, and Yahweh sent Jeremiah to condemn them today. But his condemnation also comes with a message of hope as the centerpiece of his prophecy. 
When you have to bring a hard condemnation these days, the temptation is to soften the blow. The truth often hurts, so we culturally couch it in terms that are sensitive to individual which we have to deliver the blow. Employee evaluations start and finish with all the good points and criticism is carefully sandwiched in the middle where it might even be missed entirely. Telling people that they are responsible for their own demise is coupled with taking them to a peaceful park or quiet sitting room or even tea at a fine dining establishment to help nestle the bad news in an environment of goodwill and adoration. In breaking up with a boyfriend or girlfriend is couched in terms like, it's not you, it's me, or I'm just not ready for a commitment right now, or I just don't see this working out. And the real crux of the relationship's failure is never worked out. And individuals fail again and again because no one had the courage or wherewithal to tell them what their real problems were so they can improve, grow, and be ready for a mature, committed relationship. We don't tell the truth because we don't want to be the bearer of bad news, even if it means saving people we love from future pain and suffering at their own hands. We lie because we are selfish and because we don't love like God does. So what happens? when he comes to condemn us. Many have endeavored to soften the blow of God's word as well. Last week I asked you, what are you afraid of? This week we might continue with, do we have a reason to fear? In Jeremiah 49 verse 5, God says, Behold, I will bring terror upon you. And in today's passage, even our beloved English Standard Version translation changes the word evil in verse 17 to calamity. Is it yet another attempt in our culture to soften the blow once again? Indeed, we should concern ourselves with what verse 20 says. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. Indeed, the day of reckoning comes for us all. Indeed, the bills must be paid in full. It's only a matter of time before we will find out who's been skinny dipping for the tide is going out. And when we find ourselves truly naked and afraid before the all-powerful being that knows every thought and every inclination of our hearts, finding us less than up to the task of ever justifying our sinful behavior, it is an utterance of Yahweh that bespeaks us what we refuse to be on our own. Words are amazing. Whether spoken by the wise elder of the village or written on vellum and parchment and preserved for centuries or spoken at political rallies or through the lips of gifted actors. Words can change everything. A misspoken phrase can destroy political ambitions or motivate a nation to higher callings to change the very course of events in history. Words properly and 
cleverly cobbled together can deceive the masses or educate the ignorant. Words sung in songs, proclaimed through poetry, or breathlessly acted can bring people to tears and change their entire perception of the people represented by those beautifully bundled tropes. And that's just words made by fallible humans who are here today and but a generation from being forgotten forever. How many famous phrases can we roll off our lips and we don't even know who said them? Spare the rod, spoil the child. Hurting people hurt people. You can fool some of the people some of the time. You can't fool all the people all the time. It is foolish and wrong to mourn the men who died. Rather, we should thank God that such men lived. Phrases such as these roll off our tongues as much as a part of the fabric of our community as the DNA of our culture. And even if you know who said these things today, will subsequent generations venerate the original orators who actually said them? Only time will tell. But you and I will not be there to tell anyone, will we? Not so with God's word. For the utterance of Yahweh does what no word uttered by man ever could. The utterance of Yahweh is nothing less than that very word that was his plan to rise his son and be lifted up upon the cross to die for the sins of the whole world and undo all the damage every false prophet ever did. That sacrifice splintered the houses of worship and smashed the stone idols, the false prophets, and the blood of the saints sowed the seeds that built the church upon the rubble of our sinful desires, making a true confession of faith that we can be sure of forever. So today... We don't listen to false prophets because they ignore Jesus and his sacrifice and pass off our sins as incidental and inconsequential. We don't make pilgrimages to shrines with stone and porcelain statues because Christ shattered them once for all with his holy face. We don't sing our own songs in sappy reverence for our own emotional needs but breathlessly show the beauty of the gospel by singing the very words that cause Satan to flee. We don't listen to words to deceive, but teach doctrinal words that clarify wrong versus right. And we don't proclaim words that will just be forgotten in history. We proclaim words that are sung by the angels before the Lamb of God and his throne for all eternity. Yes, God condemned the false prophets, but he raised the only true religion which we have been given by the Holy Spirit with sighs too deep for even words to express. Amen.